Dr. Mike here. Are you eating an ageless diet? Stay tuned to find out. This is Live Forever-ish with Michael A. Smith, MD. Here's Dr. Mike. So there are compounds in our, um, I I should say, in some food groups, and um, these compounds can also form on food based on how we cook them, and these compounds can have a pretty negative effect on your health. So we're going to talk about that today. My guest is Dr. Helen Vlasara. She's the former director of the Diabetes and Aging Division at Mount Sinai School of Medicine in New York City, and she's the author of The Ageless Diet. Dr. Vlasara, welcome to the show. Hello, Dr. Smith. I'm very pleased to join you today. Oh, thank you. I am very happy to have you on the show as well. So I kind of, kind of, I kind of teased my audience there about these compounds that can be found in our foods that are not good for us. Can you tell us, Dr. Vlasara, what is, what are these compounds? What is an age? A G E. AGEs are basically extremely common compounds that that. Uh, are forming inside our body as well as in that of animals, as well as in our food. Uh, whenever proteins and, and fats come together with sugars, um, the chemical process by which they are forming is called glycation. And we have given them this acronym of AGEs, uh, which stands for Advanced Glycation and Products, uh, for both scientific as well as practical reasons. Uh, it's mainly because they were found elevated in persons of advanced age. Uh, so basically, AGEs are modified proteins or fats that are no longer normal. And when they are in excess in the body, they can be harmful. Yeah. And we have shown that AGEs underline diabetes and its complications in vascular and kidney disease, but also dementia and Alzheimer's disease, cancer and bone disease. And skin aging. Right. Let me. So let me. This is what these are. Yeah. So I'm just gonna for my audience. I'm just gonna kind of summarize a little bit of what what you said there. So there's this reaction that can happen between sugar, protein, and fats. You know, when sugar binds to the protein and fats, that's called glycation, uh, and it's usually a series of reactions. But we end up with a protein that's not working properly or a fat that's not working properly, and these are what we call advanced. Um, uh, glycation and products glycation. or ages, right? So, so what? Why, Doctor Vlasar? Why are we talking about this now? Like it's 2018. What took us so long to discover these dangerous compounds? Well, it, it, in fact, it, it has not taken that long in the way science happens. Um, ages are not new; they were discovered right. far back in the 1920s. Uh, but by food chemists, and they identify them based on the food color, the taste, and the aroma. Okay, at that time, nothing was known about the harmful attributes of AGEs. This came much later, in the 70s, and, and another 20 years after that, which allowed us to prove the harmful properties of these compounds by focusing on those that are present in the body. Now, the first time that this happened in the 70s had to do with the, uh, the identification of one single protein, hemoglobin, which is a very important protein in our blood cells, the red cells, um, 
turn out to be glycated in patients with diabetes. Mm -hmm. This led to a test that is extremely important. Actually, it's a pivotal test. We call it hemoglobin A1C. And I'm very proud to have been part of this discovery as a young <laughs> scientist. <laughs> this test this alone is, is virtually changed the outlook, the life outlook of countless of people with diabetes around the globe, not only the United States. But it took another 10, 15 years of basic science and well into the 90s to prove now that the AGEs that exist in our food are identical to those found in the body. So, so this lag in, in timing uh, has basically to do with the traditional way science works. It yeah. takes an enormous, it, it takes very time. long time. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think my comment is more along the line, you know, because I, I know... Um, I, I know you're familiar with Life Extension, where I work, and you know we've been talking and writing articles about advanced glycation end products for some time. I guess the real question for you, Dr. Vasari, is like, when, when is when is mainstream conventional medicine um, going to really start taking uh, dietary AGEs as a serious thing to look at? And, and I and I know we're starting here a little bit about it. But it seems to me, again, we're moving pretty slow here. Do you foresee in the near future that clinicians are going to be testing for ages in, in people's bodies and foods? Is, is that, do you think that's well, coming? I, I, yes, I, I, I certainly am confident about it. Uh, we have to, uh, to, tra- to backtrack just a little bit. We were the only ones, uh, my, my group, in fact, that we made this happen. We, we spent about three decades working out, you know, first how, how they came about and what are the, the harmful properties of food AGEs uh, in animals and then to come to the humans. Now, you have to realize that these studies did not begin until around 2010 or so. So mm, okay. this is the time that we reach, you know, clinical trial phase two and three. Our latest study was not completed until about two years ago, when we started to prepare, in fact, this book. So it has not been too long. I share your impatience <laughs> totally, but, but it's a, it seems just about right. I believe that I the ageless story is, a, is an entirely fascinating story. Yeah, and we're confident agree. that yeah, once the world gets the word, when the word, the word gets out, it yeah, will yeah. find the support and the people I, to, that need it most. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be optimistic like you. How's that? And and I think you're, I think you're right. But Wonderful. we also, but we also know it does take, it does take time to move from the basic science, the clinical research, and and then turn that into everyday clinical practice. And I think. You know, with your book, um, you know, I, I hope you're doing many radio shows. I hope you're getting out there because um, the more education we do to the public, that will drive some changes in, crin- in clinical practice. You you touched exactly. you touched a little bit on the some of the chronic diseases that are most affected um, by AGEs in our body and our food. Can you let's go back to that a little bit? Like what what makes ages so um, detrimental to our health, and what, what are those chronic diseases that they seem to have the greatest impact in? Right, right. A very, very, very good question. Of course, AGEs have many and uncanny abilities to harm the body. First and foremost, uh, they are oxidants. 
that is by generating unstable molecules that we call free radicals. They can consume our own antioxidants and suppress our native defenses. In fact, they're a key cause for the chronic inflammation that we all hear. Uh, it is a known yeah. number, number of uh, books written about it. That this inflammation underlines all these chronic diseases that we de- deal recently in an yeah. epidemic form. Uh, diabetes, part of it is heart and vessel disease, of course, and kidney and arthritis, and, and not to mention cancer and, and a faster aging. Now, now, the main cause for this inflammation has eluded most right. researchers. And, because, mind you, it has nothing to do with infection you know, from bacteria and virus, mm-hmm. viruses. That's what we call inflammation, right? Uh, what instead is happening is a slow, a gradual breakdown of a crucial balance in the body's defense system that normally serves to preserve the benefits of our normal hormones, especially insulin, I will mention here, while keeping a tight lead on inflammation that is unwanted. Now, the breakdown of that is very detrimental. Mm -hmm. We have recently demonstrated that food AGEs, in animal studies, in human studies, food AGEs are, in fact, a major cause of this imbalance at the heart of which lies diabetes obesity, insulin resistance, the complications that we deal that that I mentioned before. Now, the best news in all of this, if I may add, is nothing else but adopting the ageless diet or something like that is by reducing basically the amount of toxic compounds from gaining entry into the body, we can easily protect ourselves from these conditions without having to undergo starvation without cutting out our precious flavorful foods right good okay i may point out that ageless diet is not really a weight reducing diet per se it is a a health promoting health preserving eating program which however works perfectly well with most other diets yeah yeah. No, I and I think that's a great point, right? That this is this is really a, a lifestyle of how we we may want to start eating and looking at our foods because I think you 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 said it perfectly. If if we want to protect ourselves, right, from these dangerous compounds, right. these ages, one of the best ways to do that is stop eating them, right? I mean, that's like to be it's pretty not the way. pretty pretty simple. Now, in your in the book, again, it's the ageless diet. Do you talk about different ways of cooking foods? Because I think there are certain ways that we cook food that could actually increase the age content. Is that true? Precisely. And that, that is exactly uh, what our program, um, uh, in a way, excels <laughs> uh, compared in comparison to other dietary programs and, and health books, you know, in terms of the food and the, and the, and the nutritional uh, world out there. The basic fact that we promote in this book is that we have the question to understand the cooking of the food, not only just nutrients, but cooking it and preparing it is crucial. And that this cooking is chemistry. You know, there's no different than any type of processing that takes place at the factory, at the food store, or restaurants. And this chemistry that involves in the formation of these toxic compounds, the HEs, amounts to very simple manipulation of the food, which is 
the temperature, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, how, how, how much we heat our food, the amount of water that is present, okay? So the, this chemical loss of water that we're talking about because AG is formed during loss of water, ah, helped yeah. by, by heat, okay? Now, the same process is happening in the body as well, but in the body, it happens so slowly and over such a long time that that, that is the reason that normally ages right. should be and are very long. But imagine food on the stove, you know, on the, on the, on the, in the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, by turning up the heat dial, the water loss, the evaporation of water happens extremely rapidly. And that accelerates and amplifies the amount of ages that are formed. And now by frequently consuming those foods that are prepared with dry heat, and that happens, for instance, as we, gr- uh, we grill meat or fry a bacon or bake a pizza, we can easily, easily ingest enough AGs to turn us from healthy individuals yeah. to unhealthy individuals, <laughs> just as, you know, smoking did a long time ago. Yeah, I guess uh, it still does. Yeah. But this is exactly the same process and you can remain silent for years. So the book covers these different types of cooking techniques, ones that are not so good, ones ones that are good. You know, Dr. Vlasar, let's let me end it this way. I if you could just in your own words you know, summarize what what is it you would like my audience to know about ages? Well ages are our ubiquitous problem. It's all over around our food environment. So what we have to learn is three very basic concepts uh, that may persuade even even those who are more fanatically attached to the to the burgers and the pizzas and the grilled meats. It's so simple. It is a simple concept. We have to learn what foods contain lower amounts of AGEs, and that is very easy to find out in the book. Second is to try to be a little bit more flexible about how to prepare our foods. It's very simple to learn to cook under as low heat as possible and in the presence of as much water as possible, sauces and, and um, you know, vinegar and, and lemon, and all of these are important antioxidants, wine and so forth. Um, that make equally delicious food, but we may have not really realized it. Mm-hmm. The final is that we can add retardants to our food, A-G-E, retardants. My, my, is that complicated? No. It amounts to lemon juice, to tomato juice, vinegar, mm-hmm. you know, simple manipulations, and lots of herbs, Lots of fruits gotcha. and vegetables, of course, which is consistent with most other diets. So we try to be very simple and, and very, um, how can I say, clear, right. not to confuse uh, further the field, which is okay. already plenty confused. Right. Well, Dr. Vlasara, um, great work. I, I, I'm looking forward to um, maybe having you come on again. We can discuss, I think, what I, what's an incredibly important topic. I think more and more people are going to start hearing about these ages, these advanced glycation end products. The book is Ageless Diet, and um, listeners, you can go to squareonepublishers.com. That's squareonepublishers.com. 
uh, go check it out. Um, I think you're going to learn a lot. Um, and uh, from what I understand, it's pretty pretty straightforward and, and simple to read. Dr. Vlasar, thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to Live Foreverish. For more podcasts, please visit liveforeverish.com. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.